0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by basketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Just feeling the brotherly love. Wow, you went there already on the Philadelphia episode. Um, Philadelphia really, really full of themselves after the Super Bowl win. Really full of themselves with Seventy Sixers hype as they were last year. Um, and I think did they just get a new mascot, Tyler?
1: Yeah, they like to change that all the time. I try not to keep up with that.
0: I saw a really good tweet out there that said, "You know, wow, they really they really blew it with this mascot." And then 24 hours later, Philly was like, I'll take a bullet for that dude. So good on Philly for um, jumping on the weird mascot bandwagon. Uh, when you have a, a classic logo and a classic mascot like the Chicago Bulls, you never have to change anything. Um, it, they are timeless.
1: Yeah, just your GM and your owner every once in a while. you know. Maybe. Yeah, we need
0: to change those things for sure. But um, the logo, the Bull, Benny the Bull, timeless. But let's talk about the 76ers, but right before we do that, I do want to encourage everybody to go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We will have exclusive content as we approach the uh, preseason and regular season this year, and we'll be having exclusive content there throughout the season, so uh, – the most important thing about patreon.com slash watching the boxes is that if you want to get into one of our listener leagues, uh, you need to go and subscribe soon because those drafts are coming up. Those leagues are filling up. So uh, go check it out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. All right, Tyler. What is the narrative going in to the 76 er season this year?
1: Well, how much are the – young guys going to improve right like that's the narrative the, there's the markel folds there's the friend simmons the joel Embiid. how much better are these guys going to be are we going to see a, a title contending team or are we going to see a team that's competitive just in the east or are we going to see a team that's like they were last year maybe just a playoff team
0: yeah and i, I mean they're definitely it's the east you know they're going to be a playoff team but um, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, all pretty young. Markel Fultz is, uh, Fultz is hanging out around there. Uh, Robert Covington and uh, Dario Sarch are underrated players. This team could be due for um, just a, a much better season than last year.
1: Right, And that's what Philly fans are hoping for, right? That to compete for a title and even to compete for that Eastern Conference against the Celtics, they're going to need to be a significantly better team.
0: Yes, they definitely will. And also, they will need to stay healthy. And I think that, to me, is uh, the the narrative going into the fantasy season this year. Uh, Joel Embiid playing 63 games last season. um, And a lot of people wondering, all right, well, uh, we saw him finally play uh, what is close to a uh, normal season. And... He was still uh, limited on back-to-backs. He still only played 30 minutes. Is Joel – is it possible Joel Embiid plays – I actually do think it is possible that he plays more games and more minutes than he did last season.
1: Sure. I mean, anything's possible. Anything is possible. I couldn't become weightless and start floating instead of – you know what I mean? Maybe gravity stops sucking me down to the earth. You never know. I mean, anything's possible. That is in, in an infinite universe, Tyler. Anything <laughs> is
0: possible. Uh, but how likely are you betting on Joel Embiid's health? As, like you know, so How likely do you bet on his good uh, health this year?
1: So Mike took me to task on uh, players not necessarily getting worse than the first season we saw. Mike, how many steals and blocks did Joel Embiid get as a rookie? In his rookie season, he had two and a half blocks
0: and almost a steal a game. And last year? He got 1.8 blocks and half a steal a game. It happens, my friend. It happens. And he also improved in his assists, rebounds. But my his, point
1: being uh, is...
0: Three throw when, percent. No, no, it's for three four percentage.
1: But here's the thing, though, right? Now we have two numbers to look at, and we're not really sure which one is which. Now... I'm going to say that the, the new numbers are realer for this reason and this reason alone in 25 minutes, he could blow his gas tank stealing and blocking the ball in 30 or 33 minutes a game. He can't blow all his gas tanks, stealing and blocking the ball, or he's not going to score or rebound near as much, right? He can't do both things, right? People only have so much energy. So that's a change from what some people saw last year. I'll say this right off the top. Joel Embiid is getting picked way too high. Way too high. He's currently being drafted at 17 in Yahoo, ranked
0: ninth in ESPN. That is too high. And in Mark's rankings ranked 29th, which I think is a little is is a bit too low.
1: Well, I mean, you can underline the score in, in one number why he's ranked 29th. 58 games. Game split. Right? If you're looking at per game, he's in the top 15.
0: Yeah, looks like he's actually 11th per game. Um, mark actually a little bit – I feel actually a little bit generous when you look at his per game. Um, I think a little less uh, – I, I think he's going to beat that 60-game well, mark. But uh, 24, yeah. almost 25
1: points, 11 rebounds, two blocks for Joel Embiid. He, here's why, okay. So Mark has him playing a few more minutes, right, 31 this in his projection. His projections also bake in per minute for both years. Okay, so we mentioned that higher steal and block rate. That's getting baked into Mark's projections that if you think the steal and block rate is the same as last year, right, per minute, and he gets a little tiny bump to maybe 0.7 and like 1.9 because he's playing a little bit more. Um, Here's the other thing I'll say about Joel Embiid, right? People like to rag on guys like Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler for being injury prone. Um, How many years has this guy been in the league, Mike? Mm, is this his fourth year? I believe so. And he's played a total of 94 games in four seasons. That is certainly so true. He, here's the the kicker maybe, right? If you play in a head-to-head league where you need lots of games, right? especially a deeper head-to-head league, if you're picking this guy in the top 12, that's very, very risky and not something I would do. And he's definitely getting picked there in some spots, right? Even in the top 15, right? Even if he sets a career high at 65 games, that's a lot of missed time. Yeah, it's it certainly is.
0: And I mean, Bradley Beal was injured every year until he wasn't. And you know, well, Steph,
1: and Steph Curry did the same thing, right? I mean, he, missed, he missed and he missed, and then injured he, until he wasn't. So and Anything could happen, right? We we talked about this just a second ago, right? He could play all 82 games. My worry is the injuries. I mean, like last year, he broke his face. Okay, we can debate if that's going to happen again. But that was just another injury in the long list. So I yeah, love I mean, that me, doesn't bother me at
0: all. The broken right? face doesn't bother me.
1: But it doesn't bother me at all either. But i like, guy, calculating that at all. Another year running, we've seen some freaky injuries, right? And then Kevin Love had a string of freaky injuries, right? Where like he broke his hand and he broke this and he broke that. And then he's been healthy. So my point being, this becomes a risk tolerance thing, right? If you're willing to bet hard that Joel Embiid is going to play a lot of games, then sure, pick him in the top. Pick him in the top 10 if that's what you think. I also will say this. I don't think his production necessarily warrants him being in that first group like even if we're talking about per game right like talk about those top eight or nine players like what's Joel Embiid doing that's putting him in that class right like he's doing a lot of good stuff but nothing like that makes me be like yeah I definitely want him over Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James other than maybe Kawhi Leonard you're worried more about his injuries than Joel beats. No,
0: he's he's not a first he's not a top tier player. He's definitely per game a second tier player. Um I think you do make a good point that like he played 63 games last season that was his best season. I'm not going to go into really any season for almost almost anybody. There's always exceptions. Daniello Gallinari, I'm looking right at you, that I'm going to assume those players are going to get injured. I think you can assume Chris Paul is going to sit out 15 or so games. And I think you can assume Joel Embiid might sit out 15 to 20 games. And based on that, he's not a top 15 uh, overall player in a head-to-head league. If you're playing a roto and you're just trying to get quality starts, maybe 17, 18 is where you have to take him if you really want him. But I, I do like the point about being risk-averse. I'm not, uh, I'm not targeting... Him until the end of the, the the second half of the second round, probably twenty or uh, or more. So if he falls to me there, and I'm I'm in a head to head league, I'm definitely interested in him. If I'm in a roto league, I'm I'm sort of interested in him. Um, I probably will end up taking him there if he falls to me. But um, you really, really good, are going to need production and solid production out of your first two picks because. What we often like to do here is, is not go in with a punting strategy, get those two, first two picks, make sure they're the best players possible, and then build a punt strategy around that. And if you get Joel Embiid and he goes down in 20 games and he's out for the rest of the season, that's going to be really, really bad. And like that's more likely to happen than to KD, but it could happen to both of them, so who knows?
1: Yeah, and right. I guess I'm just saying my main point was it's more likely, it seems more likely that it happens to Joel Embiid than it happens to Paul George or Damian Lillard, right? Some other guys going yeah. in the general range. And give me those two players over Joel Embiid. And then ESPN, that's clearly not happening. Yeah, in ESPN, I don't know what they're doing. We're not going to talk about their rankings
0: because uh, I think they just put an adjustment to those rankings and somehow they got worse. Uh,
1: I, I don't even want to go into that. Let's so talk about... They got some weird thing that's happening that a couple of people have told me about. So apparently the rankings that they display on their website that you can look at are different than the ones when you go into their draft room.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Uh, we're that's- having some real issues with the ESPN. They won't let you draft uh, your fi- like a, a position if you don't have it rostered, but you can't actually move your roster around during the draft. So you have players who could be... Uh, shooting guards. If you listen to the auction draft yesterday and the same thing happened to Tyler yesterday too. Um, so go and check out that auction draft uh, podcast. They,
1: that I did. They are also notorious for doing this. They're very stingy with the positions right now. Yes. And then like a week or a few days before the season starts, they'll add new positions to like a bunch of people. They've Damn. Done. Sometimes it takes a week after
0: the season starts for them to add positions that people are playing.
1: Right. And so they've done this, they've done it in the past. So they changed their auction and draft software. This year is completely different than it's been in the past. And yes. it is a significant downgrade if you ask me for their product. I'm their not product. a fan.
0: I can't tell what max bids are. Like, I don't even know if that's an option on there.
1: Right. I couldn't find it either yesterday when we were no. doing an auction. And it, that matters, right? When you're doing an auction, knowing what the other people can bid matters to you. Because if you've got the biggest stack, you can kind of just go... I want this player, man. I'm gonna come right in at your max bid. And you need to know that. You need to know that for everybody across the board, because you got 20 seconds to figure it out. Right. And so, the the software was just a lot worse, in my opinion. And then they got some rankings issues. Um, I used to love. I used to be one of my favorite places to play, maybe even more than Yahoo. And now I'm I'm souring on that. Take a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling Yahoo and, and Fantrax a lot more, though Fantrax's draft um uh, client isn't isn't that great either. Um if you're in a ESPN league, I would really, really suggest uh, just ditching um and going guard guard forward forward center um and just and just ditching. I actually would actually I would say just do it in no matter what league you're in. Just go guard guard forward forward. Like whatever. Like position it's this is positionless basketball at this point. Let's all move on. Let's evolve the fantasy basketball. Let's well, help people uh, hold into these positions.
1: I don't know if you saw this, right? So the tip or the the Mavericks had their media day on Friday instead of on Monday, um, because they them and the Sixers go to China, so they let them have their media day a couple days early because they have to travel over there and it's a very long flight and all that stuff. Um, so uh, someone put out, and we actually worked for ESPN put out this projected starting five and it said Luka Doncic's power forward. And like, everybody was freaking out. Oh dude, he's not a power forward. He's not a power forward, blah, blah, blah. Like he, he was going to guard the power forward at some spots. He's but he's get,
0: not he's, a power forward and neither is Ben what, Simmons, the what, guy we're going to talk about right now.
1: Well, what is a power forward? Exactly. Right. Like is LeBron a power forward? I mean, who's a power forward? The, the positions are all bull crap. I would actually say
0: the forward position disappeared before the center position has. You
1: know what I'm saying though? But like, if, if I guard you, I am, I technically playing your position. Right. And for, for a guy like Luka Doncic, who's probably going to be the Mavericks primary ball handler and yet guard threes and fours. What the hell position is he playing? Is he playing point guard? Is he playing small forward? Is he playing power forward? Like there is no position that he's playing. He's, he's doing two different things so that's kind of my point is like i'm fine i'm fine with you doing no positions you want to make 10 utility spots like they're all playing a bunch of different positions very i I would actually suggest
0: not doing 10 utility spots but it's worth a shot if you want to do an experimental league uh like we're doing a three category experimental league so if you want to get involved with that check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes uh but yeah i mean go ahead and give it a shot because like ben Ben simmons Ben Simmons here is an exact example of that type of player. Is he a point guard? Is he a small forward? Is he a power forward? I don't what I'd know. love
1: is them to evolve to just like point guard, wing, center. I'd like to have those three classifications. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you're not the primary ball handler, you're a wing or a center. If you're the biggest guy, you're the center. Wing, point guard, center. That's it. You got three classifications. And some guys might be more than one, right? Like Luka Doncic. Ben Simmons, they might be wing and point guard. That's cool. Oh, I like
0: I like that idea, Tyler. It's a good one.
1: Um, I don't know that we'll ever get it right, but that would be my hope: is that we kind of break them down into yeah. Those who three would be classrooms. the
0: who is the designator? Like of maybe not center, but like big wing, big wing and point. Like, and then who is the designator of those things? So like that 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 becomes too complicated uh, because like someone like. Um, uh, Doncic or Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, like what, what? What are these guys like? They're it's the new brand.
1: Well, Joel Embiid definitely right? center, right? I mean, like he's not really sure. guarding ending but he's not an old a school tackle. center. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I don't know that how many old school Maybe centers that, are left. A uh, very, very few. Seven, ten that actually play big minutes. I'm talking now. There's some guys coming in off the bench who are an old school center that still get fifteen sure. minutes a game but there's, as far as not a whole lot, as far as guys playing like 30 minutes a game, man, those old school centers are, are a dying breed, right? You got like Deandre Jordan and Andre Drummond and, and even yeah. Drummond's supposedly going to shoot threes this year. So that could be, Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Whatever you heard
0: on media day, everybody's got a three point shot. Everybody's been working out really Jared, hard. This is not okay. true.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Andre Drummond shot 25, three pointers. Um,
0: sure. Okay. Like, just
1: making crap up. You know what I mean? Like, Whereas you know like, well here's, he, well, here's the reality though. He hasn't shot hardly any for his career, and like a guy like DeAndre Jordan is not going to shoot any, right? So, like that doesn't matter, but it does matter in the sense it's going to hurt his field goal percentage because he's not going to be good at it.
0: Okay, so another guy who's definitely not going to shoot threes is, is is
1: Ben Simmons. He's currently
0: ranked 14th in Marks' ranking, 16th in ESPN, and he's being drafted around 16 in Yahoo as well. Um so, He's particularly Mark. not as good in a, in a roto league, uh, much more suited for a head to head league, because I think there's just a, the, the big flaw of not shooting any threes at all. And um, also the uh, bad free throw percentages really does hurt you quite a bit in a roto league, but in head to head league, he's a great guy to build around.
1: Mark gave him a big boost here too. And that's worth yeah. mentioning, right? That um, he gave him uh, and one hole more assist the game. He gave him four, three and a half more points a game he gave him a tenth of a block he gave him a half a rebound he gave him a tenth of a three-pointer we can debate if that's going to happen he gave him a two percent boost in his field goal percentage so on a lot more shots um he also gave him like a minute and a half more a game all those things are possible for ben simmons don't get me wrong um I'm fine with Ben Simmons at pick 15. I I would even look to pick Ben Simmons in that 15, 16 to 20 range. You know. Um, yeah,
0: I'm actually. I, I usually don't say this. Uh, don't I usually say pick the, the pick the best player available in the second round? Right. And in this case, you know, at, at 15, 16, Ben Simmons might be the best player available. But like, if you're if you got um, either like LeBron or Giannis. Matching him up with Simmons becomes a really, really fun strategy. Like you've already got a built-in pun strategy and you have two guys who are like triple, double threats. Even Jokic is someone you could fit in here. I'd much rather have someone who's like going to score a lot. So I think Giannis is the the right choice there, but all of those guys seem like really fun
1: matchups with Ben Simmons. Oh, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I I think Ben Simmons too, the three point thing Chases some people away, right? Oh, he's not giving you any three pointers, and we talk about how that's kind of a big detriment. But if you got a guy like Steph Curry, aren't you just getting two three pointers from both guys? Then, yeah, right? So, like, you're not really in that far of a hole anymore if you're getting someone who's getting you like a massive amount of threes right off the bat.
0: That's that always baffles me. Is that someone will be like, all right, who do I build around Steph? Like Steph Curry, or who, would I, who do I build around um, Giannis? I took Paul George with my second pick. It's like, well, you just made up for the things that Giannis doesn't do. So, like, pick one category, or just like see who falls to you in the third round. You don't have to start
1: punting until you need to start punting. Well, and here's the thing, right? It's it's an okay strategy, and I try to tell people this all the time, right? If I finish in a 10-team league 8th or in a 12-team league 10th in every category, so I'm 3rd in every category, right? So I, I get 10 points if we're playing Roto. Do I win the league? Yeah. Probably. So, right? So if I can make my team just really amazing across the board, even in a head-to-head league, right? And then maybe I base it by streaming on who I'm playing in the matchup, Right oh this is the absolute best guy in points and i'm third so maybe i lose points to him i don't care i'll lose points to you whatever bro
0: you're uh you become more versatile you're able to play different almost like playing different matchups based on the team that you're playing
1: right and so that's a strategy i've been experimenting with the last couple years and having a lot of success right is some guys are going like super hard on punt and it's making some other players a little more valuable right like if you want to pick andre drummond in the second round and you want to pick Dwight howard in the late second or early third round like you're taking a lot of value away from those players even in your punt free throw strategy
0: yeah even when i do a head-to-head league i don't punt that often um i'll take one or two categories and maybe punt them but i don't go hard hard punt i did in our uh, auction draft so if you want to listen to that auction draft podcast go check that one out um yeah ben simmons i think he's he's due to improve like he's really coming into his game he could be one of the top players in the league uh some consider him already a top player in the league uh, according to media day it didn't sound like he has been working on a three-point shot i know it's weird everyone i just said everyone in the league is working on a three-point shot and ben simmons actually came out and said i have not been working on that three-point shot i'm not gonna add that to my game this year so uh there's that for uh not getting your hopes up
1: does ben simmons need a three-point shot yeah if and he different. wants to,
0: if he wants to be one of the top players in the game, he needs to be able to be respectable enough that people have to sort of guard him. And if he has that, then you can't really guard him. You can't really guard him anyway. But then you really saying, can't. He guard
1: shot fifty-four and a half percent as a primary ball handler last year. I don't think anyone can guard him now.
0: They can, but if they if they had to come out on him
1: so it's a new it's a new facet of his game sure i'll give you that like it would be awesome if he did it but i don't know that he like if i'm if i'm coaching ben simmons i'm not i don't know that i'm saying i definitely want him to shoot all these threes like the dude can clearly get to the basket and score he scored 16 points a game last year and everyone knew he couldn't shoot a damn three yeah
0: and (laughs) i mean you're you're not wrong there and um i i I guess that's why he didn't work on it this offseason but if he wants to be an elite a top tier fantasy player he's great but he doesn't he's gonna have to well i'm not talking about that i'm talking about fantasy basketball if he wants to be one of those players he needs to be able to hit a three and that's why i'll never i don't think he'll ever be a first round player if he has this glaring hole in his fantasy game
1: I mean, yes and no. I mean, how many threes does Giannis really hit?
0: More than zero.
1: Uh, okay, but not really anything that's worth anything at this point in in our lives, right? Like, I mean, what is he like? Point six or point seven a game? Like, that's that's well below average too. So it's, it's definitely below
0: average, but it is not zero, and it's also it's, you know.
1: So really to me what would help his fantasy game more than that would be to make a damn free throw. Like that would can, help, that he would help sh- a lot too. He could shoot no three pointers and and be a top tier player. I think if he could somehow get up to where his free throw was at least average, you know what I mean, like it was a uh, it was not hurting his value. Um that would be the key for me as far as him getting to that tier. Here's what I'll say though. Right? We talked about Mark had him ranked 14th, which was a little bit above the, the sites, but Mark has him taking a pretty big step forward. So I don't know that there's much more step forward he can take than what Mark projected. So I don't think you're getting really any value at picking Ben Simmons, even at like 16, right? Like he, it's fine. I'll do it. Like I'm okay with it, but I don't think like it's a pick we're going to look back on and say, Oh I got this first round talent right like it's it's hard to get value out of those
0: in those first two rounds anyway like you're really picking him for the build that you're you're going for and the fit with your first player and and or just the fact that maybe you just want Ben Simmons on your team like that seems to be the reason people are picking Ben Simmons
1: Oh I'm I'm with you there and I don't mind that I'm just saying like if you think that we're saying, oh, he's going to take this big step forward, which I think we both are expecting a step forward. Like being sixteen is going to give him so much value. Like while well, you're getting like relatively the the twelfth to sixteenth best player, like you're not getting some player that's like that they're going to be the best player in fantasy. So don't. I'm just trying to make sure people aren't misconstruing what we're saying when we're saying he's going to take a big step forward.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with Mark there as well. Let's talk about. One of our favorite players in the Philadelphia 76ers, beautiful Bob Covington, currently ranked 54th, finally getting uh, respect. uh, Currently, oh, excuse me, 55th in Mark's rankings. He was always getting respect in Mark's rankings, but currently being drafted at 54, finally getting respect in the mock draft leagues. ESPN, once again, throwing shade, 112th ranked, terrible ranking, um, Really disrespectful to beautiful Bob. He had a great season last year. Uh, Just doing the normal beautiful Bob things. He's never going to be a great scorer, but that's not why you're drafting him. You're drafting for his elite steals, his solid rebounds, and his threes. And and, uh, there's just, to me, no reason why uh, he wouldn't just kind of uh, pick up where he left off last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really have nothing to say about this guy. I mean, I think you can look at the last two years. He was pretty steady. And I think you can just say that's probably about what I'm going to get. Is he actually took a little bit back in the rebounds and got a I had another half assist, half an assist. Um, so maybe that that's the case again. I don't know, but I mean I'm kind of just averaging those two years and going that's probably about exactly the stat line I'm going to get from Robert. Wellington.
0: Yeah, per
1: game nine
0: cat roto style leagues, he was the highest ranked player per game over Joel Embiid last season you not surprised man.
1: Not, uh, surprised man not that surprised and he is he's really good and he's really good for fantasy and he's he's really underrated in in every kind of basketball fantasy regular like some people hate this guy like think he's terrible yeah and I like, don't understand
0: that I know like his shot isn't super consistent sometimes but a block steal and a half five rebounds two and a half threes. The the forty one percent you wish would go up, but everything else is is super solid. And if you care about turnovers, uh, Robert Kevin is a guy you you're gonna want to own. You're gonna get him at you're definitely gonna get him at value one hundred percent because he's going to fifty five, and that's that's at value still.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, and I'll say this: he's ranked fifty fifth in Mark's rankings, and that's taking him down to twenty eight minutes a game. So that's losing almost four minutes a game from last season, and he's still ranked fifty fifth.
0: Yeah, and I'm surprised he had uh, Covington losing minutes. He's also got this player losing minutes as well, uh, Dario Saric. Uh, I, I might need to get an, uh, someone to explain to me Dario Saric and JJ Redick's situation here. Because we got Dario Saric, Mark's got him ranked 76th. ESPN's got him ranked 51st. And he's being drafted around 74th. And, you know, he played 29 minutes last season. Uh, with Markel Feltz, uh, gonna is going to probably need more minutes, so someone's going to have to get minutes.
1: Well, and they well, added Wilson Chandler, who's better they added, than was, yeah. anything they had last year.
0: They added Wilson Chandler there. Um, and then Dario Saric per game was in 29, almost 30 minutes, was the 80th player, you know, 14, two three-pointers, seven, almost seven boards, but, like, really nothing else. Decent percentages and two and a half uh, assists, half a steal. Like, the, the counting stats are meh, okay. I don't understand the appeal of this guy.
1: I've seen Dario Saric go much higher than 74. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible, and he's kind of a young, trendy name. I've so... actually
0: seen him go over uh, Niko Miretic, which makes absolutely no sense to me.
1: So here's my issue with them, right? You mentioned it. It's basically a steal and a block combined. I don't love that player, especially in the middle rounds, right? In the middle rounds, I'm trying to build build categories unless I'm punning steals and blocks. And if I'm punting steals and blocks, like, that's, that's fine. But isn't there someone better than Dario Saric at pick 50 to 70? I just don't love the value here. I don't the situation is a little bit uncertain, right? If Fultz really takes the step forward that, I mean, he was the number one pick, so that's worth saying, Um that he could cop a few minutes less, especially with Wilson Chandler around. I just don't see picking him where he's going. If he was going at, like, 90, and I might be a little bit interested. Pretty good rebounds, okay assist, like 14 points, pretty good percentages, but at 70, I'm not really too in on that.
0: Yeah, that's too early for me. 51 is way too early on ESPN. On the flip side of that, J.J. Redick is ranked 132nd by ESPN standards. Uh, Mark's got him ranked 90th, which I feel is low. He's being drafted at 84th in Yahoo leagues, and per uh, averages last year, nine cat leagues. you got to remember those turnovers do help all these players, really. Um, J.J. Redick was the 67th ranked player, an elite three-pointer and good percentages guy. I think everybody knows who JJ Reddick is. I've seen Reddick fall out of the top one hundred. Uh, I've big. seen him I've seen him go in in those last three rounds and I just I don't understand that Tyler.
1: Yeah me either right? he's kind of an an eighty to ninety player like every single year. I yeah. Mean,
0: he's I'm, boring but you know exactly where you're gonna get for him.
1: Right. So I I mean run it back man. That's the way so I look at Reddick right he's thirty four. I don't expect him really to be any worse I'm just running it back with him.
0: Yeah, I would too. If you think if that's what you need, you need late threes. Man,
1: don't even hesitate to pick up JJ Reddick. Well, even with... some, he's one of the better scorers around at that point too, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's probably going to get at least sixteen, right around sixteen points a game. Like, there ain't too many guys sitting around there are going to score sixteen points a game.
0: That's a great point, Tyler. I know his counting stats. We just said, oh, Sarch's counting stats are great. Well, that's not we're drafting. J.J. Reddick for uh, elite free throw, elite three-pointers. If you really, if you missed out on one of those big three-point guys, or maybe you only got one of them um, up in – like maybe you only got like Bradley Beal, and you're like, I really need some more threes on my team. J.J.
1: Reddick's sitting down there.
0: He's, he's open for business.
1: Well, and here's the other thing, and we'll circle this back to Ben Simmons, right? You mentioned his threes are killer for fantasy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if my team has – Steph Curry as the ninth pick and Ben Simmons as the whatever 15th pick. And then I've maybe got. Maybe have like Marcus Soule as your center. Right. And then maybe yeah. I got, you know, a, a Bradley Beal type in that yeah. you know kind of middle range. And now I'm going to pick J.J. Redick at pick 90. Yeah. Your threes are going to be all right. And Wait, if, you're a, if you're in a Roto League, that's really nice. Well, and I'm probably trending toward the top right so here's kind of how I like to think about if I'm going to draft Ben Simmons and I want to cover my threes I have to take his three-pointers right almost every team I think has a guy who's not going to shoot a ton of three-pointers right less than one a game okay so I've got to make Ben Simmons be that guy for me he's the zero three-pointers guy but I can cover that if I'm Paying attention, if I'm doing the things I need to do, maybe that makes a guy like JJ Redick a lot more interesting. And JJ is kind of always available in that 80 to 90 range, and you can just snag him. And there's three three pointers right there. And so now, you know, we're splitting it up again, right? Like him and Ben Simmons both have one and a half a game. If you want to look at it that way, well, one and a half a game ain't that bad. No, it's It, it is not terrible, not at all. And so that's what I mean. Like I think. And that's why I said to you, I think his free throws are more important than his three pointers is I think I can cover his three pointers relatively easy with the way with the amount of three pointers everyone is shooting now. Like I can cover that category because guys like, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, right, might be your center or Hassan Whiteside or DeAndre Jordan. Like none of those guys are shooting threes. So almost every team has one guy that's not really shooting any threes. Yeah, you're just going to
0: have to you're just gonna have to deal with it. Usually it's your center, but I mean, that's why those new breed centers are so interesting, especially like Joel Embiid, who hits threes. Um, let's talk about the rest of this team. I don't want to talk about the rest of this team, Tyler. Um, Markel Fultz is getting a lot of buzz for some reason. Uh, I understand he was the number one player last year. I understand in like the couple games he looked where he like remembered how to shoot again, which, you know, I'm rooting for Markel Fultz, 100%. I want him to be the best basketball player he can possibly be. I'm trying to wonder where he's going to get more than like 23, 25 minutes a game this season. Like that seems like a max level uh, minutes per game. And then also I'm trying to figure out where his fantasy value is when he's a terrible free throw shooter.
1: So the way that that he gets more minutes than what you're saying and don't confuse that I mean, don't confuse this with me saying I think this is going to happen. Right? The way it happens though is he has a Jason Tatum season from last year in the sense that like he breaks out and they realize he's just so good that we can't really keep him off the court. Um, he was the number one pick ahead of Jason Tatum and a lot of other guys who plenty of people are super excited about. Sure. Um, so here's what I'll say about Fultz. He's one of the great unknowns in fantasy this year. Okay. A lot of people were super hyped about him. Right? He was going like pick 75 last year.
0: Number one pick. There's always hype around
1: rookies. That makes sense. Right. So... Is it out of the question to say that he's standardly relevant this year? I mean, I don't think that's the craziest statement. If I told you Mark Elfolds is standardly relevant this season in fantasy, right? You wouldn't be like, oh, no way. There's no chance that happens, right? Like, he's got clearly got talent, right? I mean, he was kind of the consensus number one pick last year. So then it becomes where can I get him and what do I do with him if I got him? Okay. So I think we saw some very up and down with his games that he played last year, right? There were some games where he got to the rim real easy. And then there were some games where he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with his jumper or getting to the rim, right? And he just couldn't score. Um, so what, what he showed to me is that he's going to be a relatively good rebounder and assist getter, right? If he's playing big minutes, like he's going to be like four and a half to five rebounds and, like, somewhere in that six assist area with, like, over a steal, right? 1.2 steals maybe. Like, that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. I Um,
0: mean, it's a a bit interesting,
1: right? Some good steal
0: numbers, some good assist numbers, still a bad percentage guy. What am I – let's just throw out somebody we've talked about recently in the last uh, episode of this, uh, Alonzo Ball. What am I getting – out of Marco Foltz, that's better than Lonzo Ball?
1: Nothing, maybe. So even, at, a, at, a, the, a,
0: even at more minutes, Marco Foltz is not a top 75 player.
1: Well, so here's the thing I'll say that Foltz could do better than Ball. Okay, we saw a much larger sample size of Ball being crap from the field. If okay. Fultz can somehow right, we, he's played fourteen games. He did shoot forty percent from the field, but it was fourteen games, and it was his first fourteen NBA games. So, if he could shoot, I, I mean, forty-four or forty-five, like that, that's a big improvement over Lonzo Ball. If you care, especially if you care about field goal percentage, um, what are the chances that happens? I don't even really know if we can say that right now. I mean, like I, I'm not going to bet too much into any 14 game sample size. Um, so if he's your last pick, just the shot in the damn dark that maybe he displays the talent that made him the number one pick. I'm not saying that's the worst last pick. okay
0: Um, that's that's fair i think uh he's
1: number 95 on espn like i wouldn't take this guy in the top 100 i have no the the hell idea what i'm gonna get other than i know one thing i think i think i know one thing for certain
0: what is that
1: he's a trash free throw shooter because he was a trash free throw shooter in
0: college but that's see that's my issue with taking him even with a last pick he's a great unknown he's got a high ceiling i've seen a lot of other guys with high ceilings uh, who are unknowns or at least like question marks, but you know a little bit more about it. So like Jeremy Lin's kind of a big question mark, but I know how good Jeremy Lin can be. I don't think Mark Fultz can be as good as Jeremy Lin's ceiling Uh, with what I know about Mark Fultz. Does Mark Fultz oh, theoretically wow. have a higher ceiling than Jeremy Lin? Of course, but for this season, I don't think he does.
1: Well... Yes, I, I think
0: it's more likely that Jeremy Lin here's, reaches a top seventy-five ranking. Yes, than Markel but that's Fultz
1: that's different than the statement you just made. Because here's fair. how here's how Markel Fultz is way better than Jeremy Lin. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll even throw out the fact that Jeremy Lin has not been the healthiest man in the world either. Also true. Okay, but we'll throw that out. We'll put that aside. We'll say they both have the same amount of injury risk. Okay, done. Put that in the box. Okay, if For whatever reason, Markel Fultz finds big minutes, whether that's a JJ Redick injury, whether that's a Ben Simmons injury, whether that's just he's so good they can't stop playing him, right? And Jeremy Lin finds an injury or a starting role. Like, I think we've seen when Jeremy Lin starts, he still only plays like 27, 28 minutes. They could potentially play Fultz 32, 33. And, I mean, giving me five more minutes a game, six more minutes a game, seven more minutes a game, like... I think that would give Fultz a higher ceiling. Okay,
0: that, now, I, there was a lot that, of ifs. In There's a lot of ifs in there, but that that's fair.
1: But yeah, like we're talking about one guy getting hurt on the Sixers team, and I, I mean, but here's another thing I'll say too: they also have T.J. McConnell, who's a guy they like and the guy who can do some very specific things very well. So that may also limit Fultz's minutes if one of those guys got hurt, because they could just play T.J. McConnell more. Um this goes back to the whole thing. We don't really know what Fultz is, right? Is Fultz a point guard? Is he a really good point guard? Is he an okay point guard? Is he a not very good point guard? Like, I I don't really know, man. Um, So someone threw out this scenario to me the other day, and I thought it was pretty interesting, so I'll share it here. Um, So they said, do the Sixers want Markel Fultz to be the Mavericks' Dennis Smith Jr.? Like who the, hell, dude, who the
0: hell wrote that?
1: Was it you, Tyler? No, 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 no. Someone was like asking me, like, what's what's the six? Okay, like, that's not. Ben... I I thought that was an article
0: you read. It I was like, holy no, no, no. crap.
1: Someone weird asked. Weird. So, so so like they know they know that I cover the Mavericks, right, and I they do. were like, yeah, we do know that. Okay, so they were like making the comparison of like Ben Simmons is the Luka Doncic. Are they trying to make Markel Fultz the Dennis Smith Jr. of their like their scenario?
0: I mean it's it's very it's a weird question because we've never seen Luka Doncic play and uh Dennis Smith Jr. was you know okay last season.
1: Well he got fifteen points a game, which yeah. he was a I scorer, don't... but like he was
0: okay overall. Right. And I wouldn't so... say he was like taking over games in Dallas.
1: No, I mean, neither. And he wasn't even their best scorer, right? We talked about Harrison Barnes and being their best scorer on the, on the episode we did for Dallas. Yeah. Um, but could I see Markel Fultz becoming like a guy who can dump in 14 or 15 points, get you like a steal, get you f- four sure. or five assists. Like, sure. These are all possibilities for. Yeah. I'm just,
0: I'm just not banking on it. I really am not, you know, uh, uh, there's no reason to rush them. That team was good without him last year. Uh, 18, 19 minutes, 20 minutes. That seems super fair. Okay, Maybe Let's as go. the season goes on, they add some more playing time for him. Maybe he's running the second unit a lot. Maybe him and Dario Sarge build a good rapport together because you want Ben Simmons with the ball in his hand. You probably want Fultz with the ball in his hands too. Maybe they split that kind of that responsibility at some point. I don't know what their plans are, and this is like one of those teams. That's why we waited till so late to do this um preview for this team is just we just don't know we're gonna need more information we're gonna have to wait until we get into the preseason to see a little bit more about these guys to understand what who marco fultz is so uh same with like someone like tj mcconnell uh, mcconnell what is his role on this team anymore he was a good fancy player in, in in spurts when he was playing high minutes but really he's just an assist streamer but is he a assist streamer now that the, the team has another guard on the
1: team well, he was an assist streamer with good steals, right? One point two steals in twenty two minutes, like that's a damn good number. And the thing you liked about streaming McConnell was you knew he was going to shoot the ball well because he doesn't shoot hardly any three pointers at all. So he was going to help your percentages. You cared about your percentages. You wanted some steals and or yeah, some steals and some assists. He was great. He wasn't going to score. Yeah, you mean you know you know what you're buying. But I think McConnell can be an assist streamer such that he's in the rotation, getting twenty minutes a game, assist and steal streamer. I'm fine with that. Here's another thing I'll say about Fultz, and this is kind of where I wanted to wrap this up. Okay, yeah. Same Markel Fultz plays 25 minutes in a preseason game and gets a triple-double. Are you more interested, less interested, or the same amount interested in Markel Fultz? Uh, a preseason? One preseason game or, or multiple? Uh, well, let's say he plays good in their other three preseason games, but he has one game where he really gets it going and he gets a triple-double. I'm more
0: interested in him and less likely to draft him. Now, that yeah. might not make sense. Uh, it might make sense to you, Tyler, because I think uh, you you know where I'm going with this. But uh, it makes me more interested in Marco Foltz as a fantasy prospect. But it also, the hype train will be pretty absurd. Marco Foltz is getting drafted now when I feel like there is just really no reason to be drafting Marco Foltz at all in a standard league. And he's going 122nd in yahoo adps he's that's going to be bumped up to probably 100 by that point i'm never going to draft him in 100
1: oh I'm, I'm with you there i still think though that if you take a last round shot on somebody and the sixers play that first night as well right against boston um so if you're in a head-to-head league and you just want to stream somebody in from that game and there's not many guys available at the last pick like i'm fine with taking Fultz as the guy you stream in because only two games that first night right Um, And the other one is the Warriors and the Rockets, I believe, which, I mean, like, what what streaming value is there from those two teams? Not a lot. Um, I'm I'm fine with Fultz being the last pick in that kind of scenario, too. Yeah, that that would be fine. Um, One more guy on
0: this team, Wilson Chandler. Like, Wilson Chandler was okay last season, and everyone in the world has forgotten he exists.
1: Well, he um, was he was disappointing in the sense that he didn't give you what you thought he was gonna give you, and right, he went down to ten points a game, which was a five point seven point drop. Yeah. He lost a little bit of steal. You know, he lost a little bit of rebound, he lost a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit of three pointer, He took less shots. Also Chandler is still a good NBA player, I think. He's thirty one years
0: old. Okay. Like, like he's fine. He gets his some rebounds. He's not terrible he's not good um he's kind of like one of those borderline waiver players and then last season with the drop off and scoring just uh he he just he was taking less shots you know i I wonder if he takes more shots or more threes on this team or something like that um just kind of a guy i would keep an eye on on my waiver wires possibly a streamer i don't think i I wouldn't suggest i wouldn't suggest drafting him last year so i don't know why i would suggest drafting him this year
1: Right, you got to feel like he's in line for less than 30 minutes. I mean, he's been played 31 minutes or a little bit more. Um, three out of the last four seasons, he didn't play that one year because he got hurt. Um, but you got to feel like there's no way he gets that in this team. He's probably going to get more like 25 minutes. And so any standard league value that was there is gone. In saying that in a deeper league, like, is there way worse guys to pick than Wilson Chandler? Like, I would bet on Wilson Chandler being a top 200 player if my league's drafting 200 people. Yeah, that's one of
0: those, like, oh, he's like a borderline, he's probably like a streamer, blah, blah, blah. And don't bother drafting him unless you're in like a 200 player league. Then you should be drafting him at the 130, 150
1: range. Yeah, so, and I mean, he's below that on both Yahoo and ESPN, so there's potentially a little bit of value on, on picking him in a deeper league.
0: I'm with you there. Uh, th- I think that's it for the 76ers. And Tyler, congratulations. This is the last 30 teams in over 30 days segment that we have to do. It was a fun ride, Michael. It was fun while it lasted. And uh, I'm am, I'm am going to assume we're going to have way more fun now that it is over and we don't have to talk about these teams in uh in a preview future sense because here pretty soon we're gonna be able to talk about these teams and how they're playing on the court what their rotations are what we're hearing on a training camera we're hearing out of the beat writers uh we're gonna be doing uh who do you i draft segments we're gonna be uh basically breaking down uh strategies around snake uh punt, dra- punt drafts around the top tier players um we're going, to be having, we're going to be able to be talking about fancy basketball instead of individual teams, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little excited about that. This is always a long slog, so I want to just thank everybody for listening. If you listen to all 30 teams, God bless you. You're really a really good person, and you're probably one of our Patreon subscribers. And if you're not, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you want to get in those listener leagues, you got to go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to get in to a listener league, those are filling up. Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And Tyler, your season's about to spin
1: up too. You you need to start writing about those Dallas Mavericks, right? Uh, Yeah, so I've been doing that pretty hardcore, but uh, we're going to have some predictions pieces coming up in the next couple weeks. And we've been covering everything from from training camp. So if you care at all about the Dallas Mavericks or you're just into it for fantasy um, and you want to know something about a Dallas Mavericks player, If you get on there or you just search the player's name with the moniker, the smoking Cuban after it, you will probably find something about that player from training camp, something coach Carlisle said, something that, you know, is happening, whether that person's shooting threes. And here's the cool thing about what I do. Okay. I don't make stuff up. So beat writers will post videos of that person shooting three pointers after practice, during practice. I'll tweet that link. In the post, so you can see this guy's actually shooting three pointers. Whether he's going to do it in a game or not, I mean, I, that's up for you to decide. But it's happening.
0: Yeah, don't don't get too excited these days. I think um, everyone's desperate for some real basketball right now, and um, everyone's looking for a little bit of advantage on their fantasy drafts that are going to be coming up here pretty soon. And also, and and you're not going to get any uh, anything other than. Hey, you know, I'm really. I think we can win the title this year,
1: um, even though we're the Sacramento Kings. So the, the 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 sneakest tip I got from their media day so far is three, well, two or three things, right? So West Matthews is going to shoot from deeper this year. That's that's a big topic, and they're actually like running sets with him lining up like a, two feet behind the three point line. And their theory is, right, the, the Rockets and the Warriors have both had a lot of success with this, right? Of uh, Backing up and backing the defender out of that space to create more space for everybody else. The Mavericks are going to try to do it with Wesley with Matthews. Whether that makes a difference or not for their offense, we're not sure yet. Uh, the other thing is Luka Doncic is going to be the primary ball handler. Rick Carlisle said so himself that they plan on giving the ball to Doncic because he is such a great passer. And
0: And, every single day that Luka Doncic is talked about, seen playing basketball, uh, tweeted about is just more of a premium. You're going to have to pay for him in your draft.
1: Yeah. And he's going to not be worth it. Right. You probably, probably, you probably mentioned this yesterday, right? I drafted him just because I wanted to have him in one league and, That draft was getting kind of strange. Um, But I I think he has the potential to be pretty special. And so they're going to put the ball in his hands as a rookie, which doesn't necessarily always happen with the team, with a guy who has a 19-point scorer and a guy who was just a rookie, and they put the ball in his hands. Um so that that'll be interesting. And then the big storyline out of there is what what do Smith Jr and Doncic look like together on the court, right? Cuz Dennis Smith Jr has been a primary ball handler on his team every year since he started playing basketball. So that's going to be a big transition for him to playing off the ball more.
0: Yeah. Um man, I mean the Mavericks are going to be a fun team to follow. It's kind of a, that's a cool assignment, Tyler. Um everybody, that is it from us. We'll be back with some Fantasy, basketball, non-team-related content. Maybe Jimmy Butler will get traded in the next few days. Uh, maybe someone will break their hand uh, doing uh,
1: uh, fist push-ups soon. We uh, we legitimately have basketball, though, in the next almost zero days by the time you listen to this. So, oh, my gosh. That's incredible. So Tyler, they might wait. be preseason, but they're, at, least, at least we're seeing somebody on the court.
0: That is 100% true season is upon us uh good luck out there everybody if you got feedback send it to us we'll be here have a good one